Thanks for listening to For Crying Out Loud on Podcast One. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and your tushies do too. Huggies Little Movers is their best-fitting diaper ever with its curved and stretchy fit. Babies, no matter what kind of butt you've got, you'll feel comfy while your mushy little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers are curved with up to 12-hour protection against leaks. Get your baby butt in Huggies best-fitting diaper. Huggies Little Movers. We got you, baby. Hey, we have a good story today. I mean, we have a good show, but Stephanie told a great story that I don't even think I remember you telling. Um, we talked about, you know, how to find your purpose in life. That's exactly. So if you want to know, you're going to have to listen. Yeah, but first, let's tell you guys about Magic Spoon, which is delir- delicious. My kids love it. They sent us a couple boxes. This is cereal. You know, we all grew up eating that sugary cereal. But this cereal, Magic Spoon, it cuts down on carbs, sugar, and unhealthy food. And it's basically delicious cereal. Yeah. That you can eat and it's got – And feel good about. And feel good. Zero sugar, 11 grams of protein and only three net grams of carbs in each serving. And they have four Adam flavors. Approved. Yes. Four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted and blueberry. And I love the cocoa because I like to drink the milk afterwards. It's I knew so you were going to say that. Mm-hmm. I love the blueberry. Yeah. It's – oh, yeah. You can have blueberry milk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. So good. And the kids love it. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. So go to magicspoon.com slash FCOL and grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code FCOL at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash FCOL. Use the code FCOL and save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring our podcast. Mm-hmm. One third of all murder cases in America remain open. He had told me that if I opened my eyes, he would slit my throat. Each one is called a cold case. The DNA evidence taken from the victim was a match. The linen rapist was at it again. Based on the hit A&E television program. A phone call is placed. One that changes a family's life forever. Cold Case Files, the podcast. You can see the fire in his eyes. He screamed at me. You want it? Get your tape recorder out. Get new episodes of Cold Case Files every Tuesday on Podcast One. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Made a decision. I'll face the sunny side head on. I had a vision of what it might be like. What's up, everybody? Hey. hey! It's Friday. We'll see you tonight yes. if you are a Patreon. Yes. Yes. Yeah. At 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. Our time. Yeah. I'll be on there. Get having my little cocktail, maybe. Maybe KK. Yeah, maybe, Kalen. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Possibly. I don't know. He might just drop in for like a second. Maybe. Say hi. Yeah. Call y'all a bunch of C words. Right. Um <laughs> Um, hi, hi. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about our fun people that are, uh, we like to say hi to our special people. That. Yeah. First of all, Polly Butterfield. (laughs) (laughs) Just got your cookies. They're delicious. So good. Yes. Um, oh, 
And also Dina Ramirez. Dina Ramirez. Yeah. Hi, Dina. Hi, bitch. Um, Athena. Also, Athena, yes. And Elizabeth Williamson. Now, last – on Tuesday's mm-hmm. show, we talked some shit about her. Yeah. But I just found out. Yes. A little bird told me uh-huh. that she's got seven kids and she's so into kids, she's a labor and delivery nurse. Wow. What are you doing, Elizabeth? I know. Slow down. Yes. <laughs> Slow your baby Take roll. Take a nap for Pete's sakes. <laughs> First and foremost – and you have time to listen to our podcast? Yeah, what the hell? I hope you listen to our podcast while you're delivering babies. Yeah. <laughs> Just start laughing for no reason. Hey, we should make a Patreon tier. Like we will record your delivery message. <laughs> we'll talk you through it. That's a good one. You go into labor. I like that. Just put um, us in your ears. Ginger Cornejo, we love you. You're love awesome. You, Ginger. Carrie Berry, we don't love you. Mm. Sorry. She's, you know. Hit and miss. Yeah. <laughs> Valerie Fenway Park. Hey, Valerie. Luther. Andros. Yes. <laughs> Kelly, we love you. Hero. Yamashita. Yes. Oh. Krista. Stroop. Yes. Mm. Colleen. Skater girl. Skater girl. Gabby and Missy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Did you see them this week? I did. I have a message for you. <laughs> they recorded it, though. <laughs> Liz Sassiel Sasser, Stephanie Stinkerinker, you're going to see her on Sunday night mm-hmm. if you come to our reading yeah. show. Ishan Vajpay. Rebecca Lupin, Megan's so cute. Kelly Brandt, she's Kelly. got a tic tac for you. Mm-hmm. It's wintergreen. Yes. She stopped carrying those shitty orange right. ones around. <laughs> <laughs> I like the orange ones. Randy May Ames, <laughs> she's Randy. a witch. She's a witch. Mm. Uh, Angie Saldivar, we love you. Hi, Angie. This week. Michelle mm-hmm. McKibben, hi. Amy Hunt. <laughs> Sarah Stefano. Leslie Wyckoff. Alicia Escalante. Aaron Land. Ho. Oh. <laughs> Amanda Crittenden and Casey Howell. One, not the other. <laughs> um, yes. So what's happening? How's your week? <laughs> Good. You know what I forgot to tell you on yeah. Tuesday? Yes. Um, so Elby, mm-hmm. who you may know as my daughter, yes. who's 16, uh-huh. she got asked – you know when your kids get asked to do something and it re- you makes you realize you're a shitty parent because you've never yes. done that with them before? I know. I hate that. And like, you're like, on the one hand, I'm happy that you're going to get to go have this experience. But on the other hand, I'm really angry right, that now I have to yeah. look at myself. Right. Like I don't know if I could ever do that. So, Take a bunch of kids somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So her friend and invited her to go to the snow for the day. Okay. Which you know nice. if you live anywhere in Southern California that that's a big deal. Right. Because apparently Elby had never seen snow before. <laughs> oh, really? At 16. Is that what, what she said? What kind of parenting am I doing, Lynette? God. I am the laziest. <laughs> I know. I know. There, at least once a year, Natalia's like, can we go to the snow? No. I got out of the Big Bear thing. I don't know if you realize that, but I never had to go. Oh, you didn't? Yeah, what nobody happened? went. Oh, they didn't go? <laughs> no. Bunch of no-getters, I guess. Yeah, yeah they never did it, so. Okay. Know. Well, um, remember we talked about the fact that, like, you need chains on your tires? Yes. First thing I get told is it's her friend, her friend Lily, and the dad's name is Eric, mm-hmm. and they have chains, already have chains for the tires. I was like, perfect. 
So she's so she wants to go and that's great. So they're just going to go for the day or are they just going to Just gonna... the day. Okay. So it was it was that's her friend who she's pretty much in a bubble with the dad, the the younger brother and their dog. Oh, nice. All went on a trip to Mountain High. That's nice. That's a go getting yes. dad. So so I have to borrow clothes. I had to borrow yeah, clothes. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Who we don't have anything. We barely have a scarf. I know. The last time we were into winter clothes was only because we were going ice skating uh-huh. and I acted like we were going to like Antarctica. Right. <laughs> God, I had, had bundled up, you know, I and I hated every minute of it being in the ice skating rink. Right. It was too cold. Right. I'm like – and we never keep those mittens. I don't have like a drawer for oh, like – Oh, no. Because we don't have winter clothes. Right. OK. So I called Julie – my friends, I called Julie because Julie went to the snow. Julie, who you know is like Johnny on the spot with yeah. this stuff. She's like, I got everything. I got what you need. She's yeah. like a drug pusher. Mm-hmm. I got that pure Always snow good. pants, mm-hmm. boots, <laughs> long underwear. She hooked me up. She yeah. hooked a sister up. So mm-hmm. I get all the stuff. Um, and knowing, and Julie, she washes it all first. Oh. I was like, you don't have to do that. She's just going to go in the snow. But right. she's like, no, 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 no. Fresh out of the laundry. So that, um, Julie. so now LB's got all these clothes. So she they they go to the snow. I get text. I get a text of a picture. I'm going to ask her her permission if I can put it on our um, for crying out loud page. But she's so cute. She sends mm-hmm. me. Uh, she hold on. I'm going to because I'm going to show it to you. But she sends me a picture of her in the snow mm-hmm. with her friend. Yeah, whatever. I can't find it. Um, with her friend, and it looks like they're having a great time. Mm-hmm. And um, how far is Mountain High from here? So, like, what's I believe it's like an hour and a half, right, Kaylin? Uh, might be a bit quicker than that. Quicker? Been, really? Yeah, I've been over there a few times. Really? Kaylin's a snowboarder, right, Kaylin? I am. Yeah, it's kind of out by you. It is. Like, so it might be actually closer for the, you up in those mountains. The, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. San Gabriel? I think so. I think you take like, I don't know, the two, mm-hmm. you get up up there. Yeah. Anyway, so they're there for a few hours. They're having a good time. I'm getting some videos. Everything is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, it's time for them to come home. And apparently there was like this horrible traffic and somehow like they went the wrong way. I don't want to say I don't want to say like they went the wrong way because that's right. Like right, but they apparently okay. So um, here's a picture that I'm going to ask if I can put up, but of them, oh, that's like, cute. Oh, the snow with all their little snow, yeah, gear, their snow on. gear. Yeah, so cute. Okay, so they're in the car. I start getting like texts, but they're very intermittent because mm-hmm. LB says she has no reception. Right. And it's like, oh my god, we've been we've dri- we've been driving for two hours, and we've driven like a thousand feet. Really? And then it was while well, they went some wrong way where they were going up the oh, hill. Jesus! But that's how Waze told them to go. But then the road was closed up there, so it was a what like only room for one row of cars, and then everybody had to eventually turn around. Oh so it took, my god! It took them seven hours to get home. <gasps> Holy shit. Yes. And she's sending me texts. I could go to Vegas and back in less than seven hours. Yeah. That's insane. So I'm feeling so bad for her. 
Uh, so Albie was saying, sending you texts? So Albie's sending me texts here and there just occasionally and she's like, we're going to be really late. Like we're in this horrible traffic. And so I write her back. She writes me back at – she writes me at like – let's say it's like 4.30. Mm-hmm. And she's like, mom, it's going to be a while and we're going to probably stop for dinner. And I wrote back, OK, no problem. I go, but can you be home by 5? Being, fun, being funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I go, because I'm making tacos. Uh-huh. And she, then she – but she doesn't have good reception. So she doesn't get that for a while. So right. I think – and then she starts – she's like, huh? So then I wrote – Oh, that, that's when I wrote, yeah, well, I'm making tacos tonight, so I just want to make sure you're home in time. <laughs> and then she writes, Mom, are you being serious? And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I'm like, no, obviously I'm joking, but <laughs> right. I think she was getting tense at this point. Yeah. Because they were not moving in traffic. Right. Anyway, they ended up getting home, and she was full of the war stories of just like, oh my God, Mom, we had nothing to do because the internet, we weren't getting um, reception. Uh-huh. Mm. And it was so funny because I had no – like I did not feel no empathy because I was mm-hmm. like, bitch. You're in the car with your friend. Yeah, but also when I was a kid, I was tortured to death. Uh-huh. We had – we did family road trips all the time that I've told you about where we, not only were the trips elongated by my parents wanting to stop at all historical landmarks right. that nobody cared about. Remember I told you about like you'd, we'd have to stop at stuff like the world's giant like rubber band ball right. or whatever. Right. Like, I, right. We're going to drive 80 miles out of our way to see that? And then <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I would just sit in the car with my shoes off and read uh-huh. but until I got car sick and right. then I would take a break and right. maybe try to fall asleep and then read again. Right. We didn't have you didn't have your podcast. <laughs> we didn't have no, and the only music we got to listen to was my parents, who you know I'm not the biggest fan of. Right, never let the kids choose what we wanted to listen to ever. Right. So they listened to their not. music. Yeah, every once in a while, I think I had like a transistor radio uh-huh. that if you were way out somewhere, you could maybe get an AM station. But I would listen to some. I would like scroll right. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and then and maybe eventually three stations over and over. But maybe like a Dan Fogelberg song would come on right. some le- right. some co- even country music. I didn't care. I would hold it up to my and listen. Mm-hmm. Um, the worst. The it worst. Was always cold because my stepfather had to keep the windows open even if it was like twenty degrees outside because yeah. he'd be like, Why? I need a breeze while I'm driving. Uh, <laughs> for his we'd beard be in the, and his hair. <laughs> we'd be in the back like teeth chattering uh-huh. like going, uh-huh. I'm so cold. And you know, at least you had your brother though, right? My brother was seven years younger than me at the time. That's a big difference when you're like – when you're 10, it's not fun to have a three-year-old with you. Right. That's true. So my point is I was like, well, Elby, couldn't you – I'm thinking, couldn't you just like play games like I Spy or like – What's your little I doing What about having a conversation with your friend? Right. She's like, mom, you don't understand. I couldn't get Netflix on my phone. (laughs) I'm like – Netflix? This – these kids are so <laughs> yes, yes, spoiled yes by the inner by the internet by like no wonder they can't be bored Instant for five seconds. Yeah, I know. Well, look, man, I'm telling you when we when the internet goes out. Well, first of all, the electricity goes out, so it's not like the internet goes out and you just flip the TV on or whatever. Everything goes out, and when you don't have that Wi-Fi, it's 
hell. I know. I mean, the kids are like bored. But you, it's like, what did you? There was a thing before. There was no internet before. So it was I had called to grow, reading. Right. We read books. Right. When right. we were kids, mm-hmm. I mean, I read all the time. That yeah. was like my TV. Right. To get away the, from the boredom. I know. I loved it. I went to the library and got piles of books and read all like trashy, like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. books. And I love, like, I know I don't do that anymore, but. I know. It's just, it, the, when growing up, like, that's what we had to do. I know. And now it's like these kids. With no internet, forget it. It's insane. Try and be an I could survive, but when you're in the house with two teenagers and no internet, it's horrible. Oh my God, Xander make freaks life- out if Fortnite's being slow. Uh huh. Like, yeah. <sighs> Mom, me too. What's going? On? I hear him. Like, what's wrong, <laughs> I Xander? I just, <laughs> it just keeps freezing. Yeah. Uh, now, yes, it sucks. I get it. Now I know. I know. It's with no internet. Oof. Oof. Especially with teenagers in the house. Let's get a book and read. I know. I know. But then we sound like we're 80 years old if yeah. we're like, well, read a book. Yeah. But but in Elby's defense, she was like, well, mom, I, if I had, yeah, a book, she had a book, I would have been perfectly happy to read. Right. If I had – she's reading Harry Potter. This whole She's on like book four or five. Mm-hmm. She's like, I would have been happy but I didn't think that right. I was going to – you know, Yeah. That I was going to be part of the Donner party. Yeah. <laughs> At one point, I did send her a text. I was like, okay, if you had to, if the, if it comes down to it, who are you going to eat first? Right. <laughs> he did. <laughs> totally. <laughs> what she say? She didn't answer because yeah. I don't think she was getting it reception yeah. at that yeah. point. Yeah. I'm sure if she did, it was like a question mark. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, you need to see the movie alive uh-huh. or the Donner or read about the Donner right, party. Right. Ooh, Alive. That's a good movie for Sonny to watch. I mean, yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a great movie. Yeah, I got to make a note of that. Thank that's you. such a good movie, but it's pretty gory. Oh, I mean, they I do am. eat each other. Yeah, I know. It's all right. He, he can, likes that? Yeah, he likes, you know, cannibalism. <laughs> no, he's, he'll be fine. He likes a good survival movie. Yeah. What about some of those movies like Outbreak or they're kind of like – Wait, is Dustin Al- Hoffman was in that one? I think. Oh, Outbreak. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't know. Um, well, Kaylin, you know it's movie talk. You can jump in. <laughs> you want a good survival movie? Yeah. Um, a pretty good one that kind of goes under the radar is a movie called The Gray with oh. Liam Neeson. Oh. It's about him and a bunch of people whose plane goes down like out in the Arctic. Oh, um, I saw in the that. Mountains. Did you like? Yeah, it, it was I, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, a, that's a good that. one that goes under the radar. Yeah, it does. Yeah. The, what is it? The gray. The gray. Yeah. What about the one about that guy who has to like eat his own arm off yeah, or know. something that's to get out of the rock? Oh, 127 hours. Yes. Yeah. Did you see that? I did. Yeah. Maybe good? Sunny it's, would like that. There's one scene in particular. I'm sure you can guess which one. That's very difficult to watch. Where he saws his arm off. Yes, that would yeah. be the one. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin's like, no, that part was fine. <laughs> when the he one had, had to eat a fly. For- <laughs> <laughs> it's one where he starts thinking about his mother and how he might not see her again. Oh, the arm thing. That was yeah, fine. That was, fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Caitlin doesn't appreciate us as much no. as – 
Oh, I'm smiling underneath this mask. Yeah, you just can't he's see got it. his mask on. Why are you wearing a mask when you're sitting by your enclosed in a room by yourself? <laughs> yeah, you know, at this point, like I'm wearing headphones too. So to take the mask off and put it back yeah, on and then put the headphones on, it's a it's a whole. Th- it's yeah, a whole. I don't, yeah, don't want to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, I just leave it on. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. Oh, well, should we do an ad? Yeah, you want to talk about Theragun? Sure. Which I love, by the way. I was just looking at their ad, and can I just tell you how much I love my – they sent us a Theragun, and I love it. I use it all the time to release the tension up in my upper – by my neck and my – in my between my shoulder blades and my spine, I get very tense and I get knots all the time. So the thing that I really love about it, it's got the arm, adjustable arm, so you can work out those knots on your own. You don't have to rely on somebody else to do it. Yeah. And it's easy to to reach. You don't have to, like, take your arm and, like, strangle yourself. Right, right. It, make it worse. Yes, to make it worse. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're like, it was my neck, but now it's my shoulder yes. from trying to <laughs> – From holding the thing. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. I love it. John loves it. I gave mine to John. And he is obsessed. Yeah, me too. I really love it. And it comes in handy, especially with Natalia. Well, not for her her concussion, but all the time she comes home, like her back is aching or she pulled a muscle or whatever. It's yeah, it's, hot, great it's great if you're athletic or if yes. you're doing some, some new sport for the first time especially and then you're sore, your muscles are sore. That's right. It doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using their signature percussive therapy, which goes 60 percent deeper than a vibration alone, which I can tell because I love it. Um, so, yeah, you guys, it's it's trusted by tons of athletes. Athletes swear by it and I swear by it. You can try Theragun for 30 days starting at only $199. That's awesome. Go to theragun.com slash FCOL right now and you get your Generation 4 Theragun today. Okay, that's theragun.com slash FCOL. That's theragun.com slash FCOL and you can try it for 30 days starting at 199 bucks. Absolutely. It's worth it. Yeah, people love it. Also, springtime supplements. We love our dogs. Yes, Adore are do. absolutely crazy for our dogs mm-hmm. and we want our dogs to feel the best that they can feel and um not have itchy skin and have shiny coats and have energy. So that's why we use springtime supplements. Yeah. Um, have you heard of them? Have you heard of the supplements and the treats? I love them. I give them t- – I tell – I have Phil. He has the fresh factors and longevity ones that support his digestion and he loves the bully treats, the bully sticks. Oh, really? my gosh. Yes. I I got some bully sticks for Penelope and she loves them too mm-hmm. on your recommendation. Mm-hmm. Also, she absolutely loves the treats, the yeah. duck cookies um, and also the beef liver and coconut cookies. And seriously, I know I say this every week uh, when we talk about springtime, but she's so picky about treats. If it's the wrong treat, she will just – she will literally sniff it and walk away. But she loves wow. these cookies. When I shake the bag, she comes. She, she knows comes. what they are, and yeah. she comes hustling into the room. Yeah, yeah. They're made with all natural ingredients. Every uh, all the ingredients are tested to ensure purity, quality, and safety. Uh, they can help with your dog with seasonal allergies. They can calm them mm-hmm. for a vet visit, visit or a trip to the dog park. Um, and like Lynette said, 
digestion. And yeah. um, here's how to get them. See what hundreds of thousands of grateful dog owners have to say about springtime natural dog supplements and treats and help your dog live a happier and healthier life. Go to springtime.com slash FCOL to get free shipping on your first order and learn how you can save up to 50%. Uh, for crying out loud, listeners will receive free shipping on their first order with code FCOL when you visit springtime.com. Yeah, nice. Um, have you ever saw? Have you ever seen that on HBO? That, uh, but you maybe you read the book. Um, what's it called? This I know. This this I know is true. This much I know is true. Yeah. Have you I, seen, have I you haven't. It? Have you watched it? I started watching it. Yeah, but it's a little triggering for me because it's the it's about these twin guys. One of them has, you know, he's a paranoid schizophrenia. Um, but Mike, my, my brother, is schizophrenic, but he's not paranoid. But it's still, it's a little, it's sad. But I started watching it. I just it reminded me because Kaylin, we were talking about sawing off your own arm. And like the first scene is the the schizophrenic brother sawing off his own arm. Oh no! Yeah, in a in a library. Yeah, it's not a true like story. Like a public library? Mm-hmm. No, a private library. <laughs> well, <laughs> it was like in like the grand library in, the, in yeah, his right. grandfather's big house, right. <laughs> or like the freaking public yeah, library. Like the, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. So people are just trying to check out books. Right. Like, yeah. Just ruin their afternoon. No, I know. It was – it seems pretty good but I've never heard anybody really talk about it. I would think, you know, people – especially on our page or maybe they have but I don't know. I just was looking for something that's been raining all weekend and as you know, we are all quarantined anyway. So I just started watching some. I was like, I need to watch something. I want to stream something and it's good. It's but it's triggering. But it is. Like, do you well, think you'll keep going? Yeah, I'll keep going. I'll still watch it. Yeah. Is it one season? Is it like what? Is it like The Undoing, where it's yes, it's one, one show I within? So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I um, I'm watching. I started watching a show called I Hate Susie. Mm. Have you heard of this one? It's HBO. Mm. Heard, heard of this, Kaylin? No, I haven't heard of that one. I hate Susie. I hate Susie. It's British. Um, it's it's really good. The only problem is that there are a lot of like I dream sequences makes it seem too it's too almost too strong a word, but mm. like little quick fantasy sequences. Uh huh. That I always bugs me. I like a linear story. Just tell me the story. I don't know. I don't want right. to have to go like, wait, is she going yeah. off in fantasy yeah, right yeah. now or is this happening? Yeah. I don't want to have to. It's too much work. Is it a comedy? Or it's, a, it? it's a dark comedy. It's okay. about this girl who's like a pop star. She The the first episode is really funny. Mm-hmm. It's She's a pop star. She won American Idol when she was young, very young. Mm-hmm. And then she became like kind of a pop star. But she's sort of on her way down. But she's still pretty famous. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's Sounds not like, like a Kelly, bunch of them. I was Kelly Clarkson level, but she's she's like a star, mm-hmm. an actress. Anyways, so some nude photos of her get leaked. Mm-hmm. She's on a show, but she's not the lead on a on a show, right? About vampires or zombies? Oh, okay. About okay. a show about zombies? Is this about um, Allison? What's her name? Uh, Geller? What the hell is her name? That was Buffy oh Sarah the- Michelle Geller? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Did she have nude photos leaked? Oh, I don't know. But she was like a starlet and now where is she? She owns a candy store. Oh. In the valley. 
Oh. Did you know that? No. What's mm-hmm. it called? Santa Michelle Gower's candy? I don't know. <laughs> well, this, this – so she so, – so some nude photos are leaked mm-hmm. of her and she's just found out that she got a part on a new Disney show and she's super excited about it. That's how it opens. Oh. She also is just like kind of an alcoholic and does a lot of coke and like parties. But she has a son and she's married. But she has clearly cheated on her husband and that and the photos are not with her husband. Oh, shit. And then that's – but it's also funny. Right. Like right. the husband's pretty funny. It's a good edgy dark show. Okay. Don't watch it with your kids. No. OK. All right. Maybe I'll watch it. I think you would like it. I miss Divorce. Remember Divorce? Oh, my God. Fucking funny that show was. Yes. I love that show. I love it. I'm thinking about watching that first season again. The first season was the best. The best. It made me laugh so hard. Oh, my God. Because remember how funny, um, uh, what's her name? You know, uh, Molly Molly Shannon was in it, Mm -hmm. where she's always fighting with her husband Uh and they like get in these. Right. Right, they get in these, yeah, they horrible fights. Battle, yeah, but then they love each other so right, much. Right, <laughs> yeah, that show would make me laugh so hard. My kids would be like, "What are you laughing or crying in there?" <laughs> he is hilarious. Yeah, Thomas Hayden Church. Or whatever. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. he's good in that show. He's really funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you ever seen Fleabag? By the way, oh yeah, I you saw have. That. Okay, yeah, I saw it. I watched it for a while. I always like really like stuff, and then I kind of drop off. Yeah. But you know what I'm uh, watching, finishing, finally got back to it is Breaking Bad. Oh, really? Yeah, we're like halfway through season five. Oh, we're almost done. You're almost done. Yes. What are you thinking? Well, the fr- what, ha- what happened? What happened is episode one of season five. They, there's a flash forward mm-hmm. to where like to where kind of where he is now but he's like in disguise yes and i sort of didn't like that very first episode i was like is this going to be all sort of post-apocalyptic like he's grown his hair out i was like i don't know i'm out Mm -hmm. but then we got back into it and i realized oh they go they go back and season five is amazing Uh uh-huh it might be my favorite season so far really it's only been five seasons right that's it right yeah Yeah. Mm mm-hmm I just love that show. I love – I was just talking about it last night to somebody who's like, I need to watch something and I've never seen Breaking Bad. And I was like, dude, what the hell? You should be watching Breaking Bad. What, now, when I get done, am I going to love Better Call Saul? No, I'm not, Kaylin says. I don't know. I mean it's not Breaking Bad. But it it gets good in season three. It's a good show. It's I like show. it because I'm so obsessed with Breaking Bad. But it's a much – it's way different. It's a lot slower mm-hmm. and especially the earlier seasons are way more about, um, you know, Saul Goodman and him being a lawyer. Mm-hmm. So oh. it is not the the same um, tone at all of Breaking Bad. So just expect a, a much slower show, but it's still really it's, good. It's especially, funny too. It, yeah, it is a good show. Yeah, it's a good show. It's not Breaking Bad, but it's good. Yeah. Baba Odenkirk, it's weird because, you know, I sort of know him. Yeah. You know when you're watching somebody on TV that you sort of know to be um, – he's just a – he's a super like aloof mm-hmm. guy. Do yeah. you know him? I've well, met him before but I don't know him. No. Yeah. It's just funny. I know his wife mm-hmm. better than I know him. Who She's so nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's just – he's like 
one of those guys that doesn't really make eye contact with you or right. not interested in what you're saying right. or if that you're even talking. Right. But like not interested in anybody, not just me, but like – Yeah, yeah. Those just, kind of guys. Hipsters. Hipstery. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, he's hipster. He was like hanging out with, you know, Sarah Silverman crowd when I met him at her birthday. He would go – he would be there. Yeah. Yeah. That hipster comedy crowd, they thought they were so cool back in the day when they were first doing when alternative comedy first hit. So I was a little bit pre in the first wave. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, and so was Sarah. Right. She, she was Sarah was doing comedy about her vagina right. way before she was being alternative. Right. In fact, I don't really consider Sarah an alternative comic mm-hmm. because she really was doing set up punch. Right. Back in the day. Yeah. She just is very cool person, and she has an interesting act, and so she became part of that right, crowd. Like, right. but I also don't consider like Pat Oswalter to be really. Mm-hmm. What happened is there's a bunch of comedians that started hanging out at like this place, Luna Park, and mm-hmm. they, the Uncabaret, uh-huh. and they realized, oh, I don't have to like really take the time to write jokes. Uh-huh. I can just be like, fucking traffic, man. Yeah. Like, but how far does that get you? So a lot of them not very far. Right. <laughs> but some of them made a career out of it. Mm-hmm. I think the ones that were actually really good – my point is that a lot of alternative comics were actually hilarious mm-hmm. because they weren't doing that. They were they were making it seem that way, but they actually right. had an act, right. right? Right. But then other people were like, oh, I'm an alternative comic. Yes. And what that meant to them is I don't have to write any jokes. I'll just get up and talk about my day. Yeah. And, and I'm a storyteller. Right. It's like, that's not yeah, right. comedy. Right. 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 Totally. Yeah. So some of those people fell by the wayside mm-hmm. and then the cream the rose cream. to the mm-hmm. top. Mm-hmm. I think Pat Oswalt's really funny. I so funny. Is he really like a he – He's con- really nice too. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. So nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He did our um, – he did a charity event for me when we did our Shakespeare thing, um, which was like, I don't know, a long time ago. It's like eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was really nice. And so was Bob Saget. He did it too. I don't know what the difference is between alternative comedian. I mean, is that it? Just that? Alternative means well, they kind of came not up at like a certain John time, Mulaney, you know, polished. Yeah, I mean, to me, alternative means that they stopped doing comedy the conventional way, which mm-hmm. was telling jokes. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. having a bit, mm-hmm. and they were like thought of themselves as storytellers, and right. just I'm not gonna. Lower myself to actually writing a joke. Right. That's hack. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm different. Mm. So – but it's more than just unconventional. It's really just – Yeah. I'm doing it totally different. I'm changing the game. Right. And for some people it worked, like I said. Right. I mean Patton had joke. Patton is so funny. And his mind works so fast. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I was never a big com- comedy person. <laughs> I never loved – like my friends always wanted to go to the comedy store. Like there would be nothing to do on a Friday night. Let's go to the comedy store. Let's go to, you know, um, 
the other one, the improv. improv. Yeah, and stuff like that. And I just didn't like it. It just really? seemed sad to me. I don't know why. It was Well, first of all, I don't like sitting in those chairs for too long. My back hurts. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. But then also, it's just it was kind of uncomfortable for me. I would always feel bad if the guy would say jokes or the girl would say jokes and nobody laughed and stuff. I, was, I just felt uncomfortable and sad for that well, How person. do you think I felt being the I one that was bombing? I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine. Like I got to hand it to you guys. I could never do that ever. It's just – I don't know. I can't sit there for that long. And would Adam be doing stand-up in those days? Mm-mm-mm. So you would just go just to see a show like as a customer? Yeah, just to go see a show. Yeah. I mean Adam and I never went to stand-up either unless he were seeing somebody that is, he's friends with or something. Right. I never – I can't even – I mean I – did with Jimmy Adam? Kimmel ever do stand-up? No, he didn't do it either. Uh-uh. So I never, you know, sat with Jimmy or Adam at stand-up shows ever. Ex- unless, again, unless it was like Sarah or somebody like that. And even then, we didn't really go to any shows. It, I just, I just remember, I just didn't really like stand-up comedy that much. I, I lo- loved, loved it. Like I, I know. I mean, I, I get it. Like I love. I would love watching Chris Rock. Like I would love that kind of stand up if I could watch it in my home. You know, right? And the guy knocks it out of the park, or the chick, whatever. But like in person, like that, I just feel bad, and I just, I don't know, just can't sit there. But I remember seeing Paula Poundstone. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. years ago when she was. I mean, I guess she was already kind of famous, but not as famous as she got. Right. And now she's not famous at all. But um, I just remember seeing her sitting on a stool. I had – I don't even know if I was a comedian yet. Mm-hmm. If I was, I was barely an open micer. So I must have been 20. Maybe I was 21. Mm-hmm. And I would go to the improv to see a show and Paula Poundstone would sit on the stool – so casual like because her style is kind of like she sort of slouches down yeah. and like acts like she's just like thinking as she's talking and right. she's just – everything feels very spontaneous and she was talking about an episode of The Brady Bunch mm-hmm. and just kind of taking it apart. It might have been the one where um, – Jan gets – not Jan, where uh, – Marsha gets, hit, Marcia in gets face, hit in the face with the, the football uh-huh. and she is sort of recapping it and – pointing out things about it and so casually and just like having a chat. And I remember not being able to breathe. I was laughing so hard Uh at how this lady was able to take something just Uh so run of the mill and make like a comedy bit out of it. And I remember thinking I wanted to – I always had wanted to do stand-up since I was like 16 and I was like, I'll never, ever be that funny. Like what's the point? Like she's too funny. Uh Uh-huh. Right. Some people just can make it like so easy. Yeah. So the way that I got myself to to be brave enough to do stand-up and I recommend this to people that are wanting to try something mm-hmm. but scared mm-hmm. is surround yourself with people that are really shitty at something. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like if you yeah. want to do a podcast, start a podcast, listen to some really shitty ones. Right. And then you're going to go, well, even at my worst, I'm going to be better than that. Hammer and nails. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Killing me, says. <laughs> yeah. So I would go – I went and waited tables at the Laugh at the laugh Factory mm-hmm. and went and I waited, made sure I was put on the schedule for open mic night. Uh-huh. And oh, whoo. <laughs> <laughs> whoo. 
because anybody could get up. Right. Anybody? So that's what Anybody, happens? you just sign up. You sign – no, because there's different nights. So some nights are like – might be for entry level. Like right. people that Jamie Masada, who was the manager, would mm-hmm. go – or the owner would go, all right, I saw you at the open mic. You can come to a spot. But it's not like a Friday or Saturday night. Right. But open mic night was like you put your name in a hat and then they – It's like they, karaoke, right? They yes. just call you next. Yes. Dang, that's scary. Like, and, what the hell? Oh, people were so bad. Would it be people that just, like, as a goof, got there and just go, hey, Mike, you're funny. Why don't you go sign up? Yes, and that was terrible because those people would think, like, mm-hmm. oh, this seems easy. I can right. do this. And then they'd go, oh, yeah. yeah, so I took a shit this morning. Right. What? You guys don't get it? Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. I took a shit. You guys have never taken yeah. a shit before? Right. I don't know. My friends told me this was funny. This yeah, was really exactly. fucking funny when I was saying it in line to right. why I signed up tonight. Right. And then oh. the audience is just like, yeah, crickets. Right. It's the same thing as like, ah, I can do a podcast. I love to talk. My friends think I'm hilarious. <laughs> yeah, because that, that's always what goes over. Great. But I always wondered like, I mean, you have to sign up. To do an open mic night to try to be a comic. Yeah, so how but like it It's work? like being a stripper, right? Uh-huh. Like I can't imagine just if I decided I'm going to be a stripper, like just going up the first time. I right. feel like I'd have to – how do you – how do you – back in the old days mm-hmm. when you couldn't just put – install a pole in your house to practice. Right, right. And there were no pole dancing classes. Like how did people prep for, for like stripping. your first night stripping? A lot of tequila. <laughs> that's what I would do. But I would imagine that's a similar thing where you're like, I think I could do that. Yeah, I know, right? But you know no techniques on the pole. Yeah. Right? Right. You've never – there's no class right. at the time. Right. There's no S factor. Right. There's nothing. So what do you do? Just go up there and like how do you know what to do? Like I'd be like, I need – to know all the information. I yeah. need like a cheat sheet. I need to know like when I <laughs> bend over. Like wh- right. What's why is the most appealing? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. How much do I show? Like what right. kind of like who's helping you figure out what kind of G-string to wear? Like what? Right. I guess they just by watching I guess. But let me ask you. So did you – so when you were 16 is when you wanted to do – is that when you thought like, oh, I want to do stand-up? So, so, you were like at, so my father was a comedian. So right. I grew up seeing him on TV mm-hmm. and being like, that's so cool. Like yeah. he was a stand-up comedian. So mm-hmm. I thought that was great. And then when I was 16, I was living in Springfield, Mass. Right. And there were these like – this was like Italian uh-huh. mafia town as I've told you many times. Mm-hmm. And there was this bar called The Gaslight. Uh-huh. And at the time, comedy was kind of becoming a bigger thing. Mm-hmm. It was like the first boom of it. And they would have uh, – every Tuesday night was like comedy night and they would have a headliner, like an opener, a middle and a headliner and they would do like a little tour of that of Jersey, Massachusetts, oh. Connecticut and they would go hit some clubs. So ours – it was like a disco. You know, it was like a dance right. club right. bar but on one night there was comedy. And I would go, sneak in there. Well, I think I had fake ID or whatever but yeah. I would go there with my friends for comedy night and they would be the worst audiences because uh. like here I was like originally from like born in New York, lived in California, I had a father who was a comedian. But I'm surrounded by like, yeah, folk could say yeah. something funny. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> you know? Yeah, totally. Day class A. <laughs> totally. So I'm sitting with my friends and I'm like, okay, like so excited to see the comedian. And almost every time they were fighting against like hecklers and it was so hard. Mm-hmm. So you mostly had to – they're mostly the kind of comics who could handle that were like, hey, fuck your mom. Yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> but every once in a while, we would be treated to somebody who just didn't care. And the mm-hmm. first comic – was that I loved was named John Mendoza. Uh-huh. And he was kind of do isn't you know that, him? No, but no. Isn't that uh Stuttering John? No, that's John Melendez. Oh, okay. Uh this was John Mendoza and he had a joke, but he was kind of a t- he was kind of New York. Mm-hmm. So they liked him, mm-hmm. but he was really subtle. Like he had a joke. He was like this big dark hair like you know, kind of New York, and he's like, "Hey, um, he's like, I never worked as a waiter." He's like, "Do you think if uh, if you ordered a cup of coffee from me, I'd be right back?" <laughs> that was a <laughs> right. joke, and I, I like fell out laughing. Uh-huh. I was like, "This guy is so funny." Uh-huh. So afterwards, you know, I went over. I was sixteen. Yeah, cute, right? Yeah. This is a guy probably in his like probably 30 at right. that time, and right. I go over to him, and I'm like, "Oh my god, you were so funny." And then I tell him my father was a comedian. He knows who my father is. He's all impressed. Ah. We're in Springfield, Massachusetts. Yeah. So he's not expecting like anybody interesting to be talking to him there. I've got my cute friend, my cute right. 16-year-old friends. Right. He's like, hey, do, do you guys want to come with us to like the next town mm-hmm. like tomorrow night? Meet us at like in like Chicopee or whatever. Yeah, yeah. We're doing this other club. And we hit it. We thought we hit a gold mine. Right. We were like – Hell yes, we do. Yeah. So we met them. We went and stayed at the motel. We went oh, and hung out motel. at the motel, the uh-huh. Wagon Wheel Motel. We were like drinking. Wow. He never tried – none of them ever tried anything on us. They never tried to make out with us. Like mm. it was all really cool. Yeah. When I turned – so when I'm 19, now I've moved out to LA mm-hmm. and I start hanging out at the improv because now I want to be a comedian. I and know. I really feel like he made me want to be a comedian. Ah, Super nice guy. I think I might have told him like I'd like to be a comedian, but mm-hmm. I'm 16. Right. I went – I found him. When you I was, did. I found him when I was 19. He remembered me. Really? I was so nervous. He was sitting at the bar. I went up to him and I was like, you're never going to remember this, but – I met you at Springfield, Massachusetts at the Gaslight. You came and did a show and he was like, of course I remember you. You're the Stanley Myron Handelman's daughter. Uh-huh. And he was so nice and I was like friends uh-huh. with him ever since and he sort of was like, you should go do some open mics, which I didn't do for like another three years. Right. Well, that's intimidating, especially in Hollywood. I don't blame you. But so from that time that I saw John mm-hmm. Mendoza and got inspired, I would always go to comedy nights. Uh-huh. Until I moved. Right, right, right. And then I just started hanging out at the improv and right. trying to get the guy. I met – that's when I – my heyday was like when I was friends with um, like Adam Sandler and Judd mm-hmm. Apatow. Mm-hmm. And that was like – they were a level – like when I was an open micer, they were already kind of like established. Yeah. Going yeah. up all the time. Right. Having right. little crowds. But they were right. not famous yet. Right. So like Sandler wasn't doing Saturday Night Live yet or anything? No. Yeah. He hadn't gotten it yet. David Spade. Um, David Spade is so talented. Yeah. I mean I feel like he's gotten better as he gotten as he as he ages. You know, he just seems so – I mean I, I just hear him on Stern when he's on Stern. He just seems so – it's so easy for him to be funny. And in those days seeing them at the improv – 
they would kill, kill, kill every time. Mm. Like, and if they didn't, it was like you knew it was the audience's fault. Right. You were yeah. just like, you're missing actual genius right. that's happening. And right. then they all got famous. Wow. The whole group, Rob Schneider, who yeah, <laughs> went crazy, mm-hmm. but all Rob Schneider, David Spade, uh, Adam, Judd, who else is from that time? They yeah. all hung out together mm-hmm. every night at the mm-hmm. improv. Wasn't what's his name the uh, Ace of Spades or whatever or uh, uh, what's her face is the Scientology girl? You know, King of Hearts, King of Spades. What was her? Yeah, uh, yeah, but him wasn't he a big stand? Oh, Kevin. Um, yeah, him. I mean, he wasn't like here, on Kaylin. Saturday Night Live. Yeah, what's his name, Kaylee? From the the one that. <laughs> Was also in the movie Mall Cop. Yeah, him. Right. That guy. Mall Cop. Paul Blart. Uh, Kevin James? Yes. Go. No, he was not. No. <laughs> All that. No. Nope. No. What about uh, Farley? Did you ever meet uh, yeah. Farley? No. Oh. I think that uh, he, that Farley was – I'm pretty sure he was like a Chicago guy and I'm pretty sure David Spade and Chris Farley became friends when they were on Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. That was he was not like an LA comic. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think who else got famous that like we hung out with from Los Angeles. Because then there's the Second City guys, you know those people, right? Chicago. But I think they were in Chicago, right. and then SNL pulled people literally from Chicago, right. from mm-hmm. Second City. They would book it. Yeah. But us, uh, you know, Sarah Silverman. Mm-hmm. Th- these were all people like I played poker with or hung out with, mm-hmm. but late, not people like. If I saw Adam Sandler now, he would re- he would recognize me, but mm-hmm. he wouldn't like. Yeah, I don't, we never. Well, you remember the story? He was roommates with Judd right. Apatow, yeah. and I was like, s- s- fucking Judd Apatow. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I knew him. <laughs> Seat <laughs> was, yeah, coming over at uh, eleven o'clock at night after mm-hmm. they'd been out all night or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I would go have like. Late out late with them for coffee after comedy, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I wasn't at their level, so they were getting spots at different times. Right. The way it worked was, once you got you went to open mic night. If you passed sort of the open mic night, they would make you a new face. Uh huh. So that's where there was like a night that was like brand new people that the owner saw potential with, but you weren't getting regular spots. Oh, okay. Then I graduated from being on a, a new face to an MC. Oh. So then I would be at the improv on Melrose, but so I would do like five minutes up front and then I would bring people up. I got And it. I got a lot of MC spots uh, and that's where you were like supposed to hone your craft. Right. I think uh, Jimmy's sister uh, Jill does that or was doing that. She's worked her way up. Jill with, Kimmel. She was on our yeah. show before. Yeah. She goes by Jill Bryant, not Kimmel. She's still Jill Kimmel on Twitter. Oh, she is? Yeah. Oh, yeah, she is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I got a, I got a hand it to her. Like, she really worked hard at it. I mean, I remember like her in in Tempe, Arizona, wherever that the Tempe Improv. Like, she would MC all the time over there. Yeah, such a thankless job. Yeah, it's terrible. I can't imagine trying to be a comedian now. Yeah, really. Well, even at the time, I mean, it's the same I, process, isn't it? Still, I guess. But like I said, even then, I would if I was honest with myself. 
Like I don't know what I thought I was doing. I really wanted to do stand-up. It was my dream. And then I felt like, well, I'm living my dream. But living my dream meant working two waitressing jobs. Right. You know? Right. Then trying to work late nights and not being able to take a job where I had to get up too early. And then I would be like, for what? I remember doing a gig where the guy stiffed me, didn't pay me. Mm. I was in a gross condo for a week with like asshole comedians. Right. And then I didn't even make for like 600 bucks. I had to call off all my waitressing shifts. And I remember having this moment where I was like, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. Like what's the end game? Right. There are no famous female stand-up comics. I mean at the time it was like, oh, I could grow up to be Margaret Cho. Mm -hmm. Well, where's Margaret Cho now? She's suffering too. Right. Or Rosie. Okay, so that was like your – if you made it really big, mm-hmm. you would get on a sitcom or a talk show. Mm-hmm. Right. But how many out of the exactly, thousands yeah. of people – it's like trying to win the lottery. Right. I know. It's, it's not like, like there's a job. Too. I know. Right. Yeah. It's the same. It's a tough – it's brutal. You've got to really stay at it, I guess. Yeah, or have a lot of Instagram followers. Right. <laughs> well, you know what? That's what it kind of is now. It's like you're not a comedian. You try, you're try. you trying to be like an influencer. Right. Really? Right? You're trying to be big on like Twitter or Instagram. Yeah, that's the new whatever. But like don't you – some people, don't they need to be funny though, right? They have to be. If they're not funny, mm-hmm. then they have an Instagram and they just don't put any of their comedy on it. Right. Right? Got it. Yeah. Because they're scared people will see like, wait, wait, this person's a comic? Right. Like they're not funny. Right. So then you just try to like lead with like, I'm really cute. Right. And I'm a comic. And then you try to get like. Right. Got it. Products. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. I think that's what – I mean, listen, Lisa Sunstead, my friend who Mm -hmm. teaches comedy, that's what a lot of – you know, she sees that a lot. I okay. The girls right. trying to do comedy, right? That aren't it, funny. Yeah. Huh. But here's my point: even if you are really funny, then what? Right. Then what? Do you get a writing job? Do you? Well, get a, I did, and that's yeah. and I loved it. But a lot of people are like, I don't want to be a writer. Right. They want to be on the stage. It's like, well, well good luck. You, yeah. It's like seems like it's either SNL or or you get a. I don't know. Right. But what if you don't get SNL? Right. That's a long shot. I feel like here's a lesson in life. Keep your options open. Mm-hmm. Have a lot of things that you could do that will make you happy. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Have a lot of goals. Right. Don't have one goal. Mm-hmm. This is why it sucks that these days we make our kids specialize in one thing and get really over-focused yeah, yeah. on one thing that's going to make me happy. Right. I'm going to be a gymnast. OK. But what if you're not? Then what? Mm-hmm. Then, mm-hmm. yeah, I know. Yeah, well, that's the takeaway. All right. Hey, do you own or rent your home? Yeah, I sure do. Well, I bet it can be hard work, but you know what's easy? Bundling. Not stand-up. <laughs> no, but bundling policies with GEICO is. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. And it's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. So go to geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit geico.com today. That's geico.com. All right. So you were friends with some of those people, though, right, back in the day? Through, I mean, like what comedians do you like, like that you know through Adam? Greg Fitzsimmons? 
I love Greg Fitzsimmons. I love Joe Coy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember when I heard Joe Coy for the first time on Adam's show and I was like, wow, this guy is really good because <laughs> like, Adam would always say, you know, he would point out the strong suits of a good, you know, I, I guess a good improv more than a stand-up. Like they, so he was on a live show. The first time I heard him, he was doing he was doing a sh- a live show with Adam, and he was constantly doing that yes and and he was jumping in at the right time. I could tell like Adam was ri- vibing off of him, and I remember telling him like, "Wow, that guy on your show today is really good." Oh yeah, he is good. Yeah yeah yeah. And then he took off from there. Um, but like, I love David Allen Greer. Love him. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just had never really, cause Adam, I, I came from, I get, I came from, they came from radio, Adam and Jimmy in two different capacities. You know, Jimmy was doing Jimmy the sports guy and he would do, you know, more like morning radio in different markets, mm-hmm. like in Palm Springs, and then he hit Los Angeles. And then Adam would just come up with that character, Mr. Bertram for Morning Rain, and then he got Love Line. So they kind of did it not the conventional way. They came from right. radio. And that's and it's weird because they both well, Adam went to improv, but Jimmy never went to improv. I don't think so. Not that I know of. And he just has that gift, you know, that he can just come up with shit on the spot. It's those people that can do that are insane. Um, so I never could. I know. Well, I'm no professional, but yeah, I, I had to have a set list. I had to have all, everything was written out. I knew exactly if it got out of order, I got very flustered. Mm-hmm. I didn't. You couldn't tell, and I would. I would play with the audience, but I had to know that I have something to go right back to. I couldn't. I was never somebody who could wing it. Yeah, I know. I'm so like I'm just can't believe those people that have that brain that can do that is insane. Um. But yeah, I guess. And comedy was something like all the guys I grew up with love comedy. I mean, everybody I'm around loves comedy. And I like comedy, but so into stand-up people, you know, that I hung out with were really into stand-up. But I like like love Sarah Silverman. She's hilarious. Um, but yeah, you know. Mm. I think you were more of a music person. I Yeah. I will miss my concerts, definitely. Yeah. I love going to concerts. Love music, yes. Can't play music, but love it. Can't do stand up. I'm like not it. a musician either at all. Can't yeah. sing, can't play any, really any instruments, but mm. I do appreciate it. Right. You can appreciate it, that's for sure, yeah. So, well, yeah. Okay. okay. Well, this was super fun for me. Yeah, it was fun. Um, oh, and we have okay. We have some. Oh well, tonight. Yeah, we'll we see have you our, guys tonight. Yeah, we'll see you guys tonight. If you're on the ten dollar or up tier, you'll get an email. Sure will. Um, and also, we have a brand new fifty dollar sponsor. Um, they're a company called Patchwork. Mm-hmm. I'll read it long this time because this is the email that I got. Um, they were hosting a pop up pop-up craft workshops at bars, wineries, and breweries oh. in SoCal, uh, mainly San Diego. And their workshops were a lot of fun. And they would encourage everyone to get like creative with crafts like macrame and candle making and wreath making. Um, so to try to keep their business going, 
Mm-hmm. I love this. I love that the people yeah. that are signing up for business things are people who are trying to like right. figure out right. how to keep yeah. their business yeah. going during COVID. Yeah. Um, so they've created an Etsy page with DIY kits and some of their favorite macrame home accent stuff. They're, they have something called the Fruit Hammock, oh. which is their top seller. And they take custom orders. And the link is – well, it's – you can go to their – Website Patchwork SD, mm-hmm. so I think for San Diego.com, mm-hmm. and their Etsy store is Etsy.com slash shop slash Patchwork SD. Um, so nice. check them out. Right. Do them do them a yeah. favor. Support each other. Yeah. That's our listener, Sarah Hollins. Nice. Yeah. Also, um, do your shout out. Do your door of hope. Thank you, Ulysses. Ulysses. Yes. Go to doorofhope.us. They're constantly needing things. They have a list of what they need up there on the website. You can help them out. Awesome. And then um, Michaela Brennan is – do Trevor Project. Mm-hmm. I've changed mm-hmm. it for her. Yeah. Yeah. Although, um, you know, a lot of trans and LGBT people really, really are scared of that whole gay panic defense. Right. Yes. So the we'll LGBT Bar it. Association and Foundation, that's their main – Fight mm-hmm. and it's a great it's a great fight to be in mm-hmm. on lgbtbar.org. Um, uh, Rachel Cap has the the Cap Educational Therapy Group. They will work one on one with your students who are struggling. Go to Cap K A P P Ed or listen to her Learn Smarter podcast. Kate Marengo's got Interior Chicago. Yes. Pimp out your space. Go check her out. I'm going to really need her when I um when we finish our garage conversion. Yeah, how's that going? Uh it's happening. Oh good. Yes. We're going to be sign- we're we're refining our house to to take to get the money and it's mm. happening. Okay. No, no more dental appointments for you. Nope. Uh Kate <laughs> at in- at interiorchicago.com. So get a hold of her. Mm-hmm. And then last but not least Sylvia Berlin has Berlin Team Homes with Remax Coastal Homes. Get a home in the OC and use one of our listeners. Why don't yeah, you use Sylvia? Not? You can mm-hmm. email her at Sylvia, S-I-L-V-I-A at Berlin, BerlinTeamHomes.com, C-A-D-R-E-019-88601. Nice. Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys tonight. Yeah. You're yeah. a parent now. Don't F it up.